thanks everyone for being here. We're really excited to have y'all. Um, so this is what we're going to term our first quote unquote zero zero community event. Um, so each month we're gonna be having different panels focused on different topics. So I'm very excited to start out with these lovely panelists today talking about hype juice slash trends in natural wine generally. Um, so feel free as we go through to put your questions in the chat and we will touch on those towards the end. Um, so for a bit of background, my name's Holly. I'm the founder of Mesa Natural Wine. We're an e-commerce platform and a wine club. Um, and our goal is basically to focus on natural wine education as well as bring great bottles um, to people across the US. So uh, my background is I initially been working in natural wine for I guess about five years, um, did my W set, ran, read a random book about biodynamic wine, never looked back. Um, and I'm now actually doing a uh, certificate in sustainable agriculture because my, and my goal in the future is to be a little bit more like Adam and Noel and make wine and grow grapes. So uh, we'll see where that goes in the next few years. No one would want to drink anything from me right now. <laughs> but um, today I'm really excited to be joined by my co-host, Nadia. So I'll let her introduce herself. And then from there, um, we can introduce our panelists and get started. Cool. Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? My name is Nadia Pugh. I am the founder and creator of Nod Wines, um, my little digital community that I started on Instagram last year, now a blog. Um, I'm also the assistant editor at The Wine Zine. So shout out to The Wine Zine and um, issue is coming out April. So sign up, get your pre-issues. Um, and I'm excited to get this started, Holly. Awesome. So just a couple housekeeping things. Um, Y'all are all actually in the um, event with us, which is fun because towards the end, if you guys do want to come on video and ask questions like an actual panel, we'd love for y'all to do that. So cue those up in the meantime. Um, but while we go through the initial part of the panel, please just stay on mute, keep your video off. Feel free to put all your questions and comments in um, the chat section. Uh, so we'll run about 40 minutes for that. And then the last 20, we'll save for y'all's questions. Um, oh, and then the last thing before we get started, I'm super excited uh, with these events. We're going to be donating $5 for every registrant to uh, different uh, nonprofits. So this month, we're working with the Latino Community Foundation. As you may see in a moment, we're pretty California heavy on uh, this event. So we're wanting to do some stuff with the wildfires. So cheers to y'all for registering and attending. We're really excited to donate to that. Um, and with that, I would love to have each of our panelists give them, give a little introduction. I'm very excited to have each of y'all. So before y'all do that, I just want to say, uh, I purposely wanted to have Olin on because we work with her very closely, uh, buying a bunch of wine and bringing it to y'all. Uh, Adam, you guys may know as Natural Wine, uh, has several different perspectives for this that I'm excited to hear about, both as Natural Wine on Instagram, and then obviously he runs uh, Vonda, do you call it Vonda California or Vonda California in... No, we, we we say we actually say Vinda California. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Vinda California, um, and Good Luck Wine Shop with his wife Kate. Yeah. And then we have Noel from Purity Wines. So Olin, if you'd like to give a brief intro and let us know what you're drinking. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for having me here. This is awesome, and I'm really happy to see you uh, see you all. Um, so I'm the co-founder of Medium Selections, a natural wine 
uh, and spirits distribution based in Chicago, Illinois. And uh, just a quick fun fact, uh, minum means to drink in Bahasa Indonesia, which is where I immigrated from about a decade ago. And my background is rooted in uh, the creative industry, specifically in design and branding. So I currently juggle my time between wine distribution and design. And oh, today I am drinking um, a sparkling wine. I don't think you can see it, but um, it's from an up and coming women winemaker called Devella. Um, and she is from Franciacorta, Italy. And this is a 50% uh, Pinot, 50% Chardonnay. And it's fantastic. Cheers. Okay, I'm, I'm Adam. I, like you said, I, I have a winery called Vinda California and I, open a, I own a wine shop with my wife called uh, Good Luck Wine Shop. I also have been involved in natural wine, I think coming on a decade. Um, I've been in the wine industry for, a long, for about 15 years, uh, have run programs at a lot of restaurants and, and done that. Um, yeah, and we opened up a winery. I started making wine probably about five years ago and we opened this winery in 2020. Um, but I, I, yeah, like I said, I, I think I have a, a perspective. I've, I've been sort of a, um, maybe known as an agitator to some or a provocateur. I, I, I push buttons. Um, and then <laughs> uh, I'm drinking Pashrash, which is um, a, a, a Australian sparkling wine, uh, Baraccio. I actually don't know what's in it. That's how bad of a, uh, I no longer uh, uh, am a Somme or anything anymore. I, I don't know. Um, they make great wines and it's got like, I feel like the label is very much of like the hype juice uh, era of like um, sort of, I don't know. It's a very specific era, which I'm, I want, I'm excited to talk about actually when it comes to hype juice and stuff. Uh, I'm Noel from Purity in uh, Richmond, California, up in the Bay Area. I've um, been making wine since 2013 and um, started from the beginning making natural uh, past few years, I put together a collective in Richmond. There's about 15 of us making wine uh, up there. Adam uh, made wine like a couple couple seasons back, right, Adam? 2019, um, yeah. And yeah. Um, and what am I drinking? I'm drinking one of the wines by um, Booker Riley. Um, Everything is okay. Is his is his brand I like that? This is a uh, Gravenstein Albarino. Um, co-ferment um, and he's been doing really really well started out a year ago a year ago he's a well he's a chef a year ago he found me and wanted to learn more about natural wine and one thing led to another he helped me out for the season and he decided to make some wine and now he's out there competing with everybody else for shelf space which is kind of the the whole thing that i talk to people about with hype wine is like okay another person i have to i have to compete um compete with but um yeah so that's who i am and i'm um, looking forward to talking about all this awesome so the first question we want to chat about is if you guys want to just give us your general definition of what you think hype juice is. And Nadia, I know you maybe want to start and then we can, whoever wants to jump in next. Yeah, of course. I'll go ahead and get started. I forgot to introduce exactly what I was drinking, which is really fun. This is a, oh, yeah. and 
those of you who follow me on Instagram, I was posting about the previous uh, vintage yesterday. So this is Noelle's, this is Purity's um, Orange Caribou Crush. So super Thank yummy. You. It's different than last year. It's really fun. I'm chill. I'm like, I wish I had like the other one to side by side. Um, but for hype juice, I think I have maybe two definitions, right? There is the, I guess, more obvious, uh, definition of when you approached me, Holly, it's like, okay, these are the Instagrammables. These are the hard to get. These are the ones that stop the scroll on the feed. And you're like, well, look at that label art. I need to get that bottle. Sometimes you're not even actually really cognizant of what's in the bottle, but you just see the bottle and you want it. Um, and then on the other hand, um, it's the one, they're, they're wines that get me excited. They get me you know, I have a California focus on um, my content and um, I actually chose Orange Caribou Crush because it's something last year that I saw and I was like, oh my gosh, this is new to me. I've never had anything like it. I'm personally hyped. I didn't even know the term hype juice at the time. I'm just using it now. <laughs> but I'm like, yes, it got me excited. I needed to know more. And for me, it draws out of the color. Like I see the color of the wine and I'm like, what it, What got it like this? And I need to know more. And I honestly, that's what that kept, like dug me down the rabbit hole of natural wine and like being, I guess, obsessed um, going into this year and just wanting to learn more. Um, let's ask Olin. Olin, I'd like to hear your definition. Well, yeah, I think um, to follow what you've, I totally agree with what you said. You know, I get hyped when I see beautiful colors in my wine and my glass. Uh, but I think in addition to that, um, to me, like hype juice means like a wine that's continuously being shared uh, within your inner circle, even, you know, whether it be literally sharing a bottle with your friends or sharing the image or the photo of the bottle with um, your circle in social media. And I think to your point, like it, it, the natural wine itself like sparks so much curiosity um, that leads to conversations, uh, both good and bad conversations, to be honest. And uh, I think that's what really makes people hyped to just like talk about it. I agree. I agree. I think I definitely, um, I'm the one that um, I just, I, I, these, I say drink wines worth talking about. Um, yeah. It definitely goes with sharing, whether, like you said, sharing a post or just sharing with your friends, like, oh, I know what one I'm bringing to the barbecue, or I guess right now porch hangouts or picnics or whatever. Those are the ones you want to share. Adam, what's your definition of hype juice? Uh, you, you know, when I saw this, I, I, I mean, I know exactly what hype juice is, but um, to show my age, we used to refer to it as allocated wine. Um, and it, <laughs> I feel like it's something that's sort of always existed in wine. So hype juice now, I think, is just like using the terminology of hype juice, just like in the, in the same way in the natural community, people say like natty or they say juice or they say it's, you know, it's a change in terminology, but not necessarily a change in philosophy or anything. And I think that there is an aspect of like the Instagram culture, which is like people are absolutely making labels now with the intention of it going quote unquote viral. I think that that's a absolute, like a absolutely conscious thing that's happening. Um, but I think just within the, the, the frame of natural wine and stuff, just naturally being like pun intended, uh, naturally being small production Right. So like hype juice is the stuff that you hope or wish that you can get that you might not be able to just because it's so small production. And so when you like for me, for example, is like you go travel well, when you used to travel, 
Um, and you'd go into a wine bar or a wine shop in a different city and you'd see the wines that you were like, oh shit, we sold out of that in our city like six months ago. And now like, oh, that, and so you're like, you get excited to go buy those wines off the shelf that you know you, that you can't get anymore where you're from. It, it's just like wine that you can't get, I guess, as simple as it is. Thanks. Thanks for that. Noel. Uh, I, I mean, for the most part, I agree with, with, um, with Adam. Um, the only thing I would say is that I think it, I think that we're seeing also larger producers that come on and you can find them everywhere, but they get hyped as well. So I think there's something about like, I don't know how it goes out through distribution or the spin that you see on something like Instagram, the cute labels, definitely. And then there's also the kind of the mythology that kind of gets cycled through, which is the idea of, I don't know who that is, but I want to go get it. So you kind of play into that. You know, it's kind of like um, with, with, let's say like with Adam, I don't, I don't think, I mean, Adam, you have a lot, you have like on Instagram, you have a lot of followers, but I wouldn't consider you like your wine hype juice. Now, I don't know if it's not, it may become hype juice at some point. Like, I don't think purity is hype juice. I, it's hard for me to tell where I'm, where I'm at in any of this stuff. So I can tell you what I see, but it's definitely that feeling of, oh man, that looks cool. I want to, I want to have some of that. Um, but whether or not it's, it's all micro, which is, I think what you're talking about with the allocations, those used to be like almost artificially scarce. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Krug used to be hard to get and, and, or, or, you know, uh, I, like I was, when I was like thinking about it, I was like, isn't like first growth Bordeaux hype juice to some degree, like there's allocations and there's, but it's just a different kind of hype juice. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And in that regard, I think, I mean, also no one asked me, but I'll just put my two cents into you because I think, I don't even know like where the term started. I, I don't think that Nick made it up, but like my partner, I remember one day he just started referring to it as hype juice. He was like, because we obviously run an online e-commerce platform. And so like a lot of, like a lot of our stuff is visual. We don't, I guess it's always visual because even if you walk into the wine store, you can't try it. Um so there's always this conversation between us of it's like, oh, like, well, how much like do we need to have hype juice and how much do you like, you know, we need to have the one that you tried and it's like, holy crap, this is like a life changing wine. And I just don't know how well it's going to move. Um, and so I think it's a really, you know, it's a good thing. It's a bad thing. I think that we could talk about all those aspects. And that's what I'd love to get into with y'all is from each perspective, like Olin, you have both perspectives of the idea of like you're a designer. So you know what you know, sells generally as a label, but you're also someone that is evaluating and picking wines. And then I think what you said too, Noel, about the idea of it's not just about the label and the marketing, but it also is about like the, like the aura and like the persona about it. And like, I just would love to know like how much you guys think those things factor into your own decisions, but also kind of like the decisions of winemakers and distributors as a whole, like how much, how much does, each of those aspects matter. Cause like exactly what you just said, Noel, like Adam, like you're a huge voice in natural wine. Um, but like how much do you feel like that really plays with your wines or do you feel like they stand alone from your own personality on Instagram? 
Oh, you're asking a deep, uh, a deep, <laughs> personal, philosophical question on what is real and what isn't Let's real. Let's just start right there. Uh, yeah, um, I, I mean, I definitely the dichotomy of of an of an internet presence and then my real life. I think that everybody, to some degree, right? We we cater who we are on social media, or we we curate who we are on social media versus who we are in our real lives, and and I think that in some weird way, my, not that I, I mean, in no way, I mean, I, I guess for natural wine, I'm considered an influencer, but like in, in the real world of things, I am just a, a you know, I'm a dad who owns a shop. Um, and, and I think that, um, yeah, uh, uh, I, 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 we're doing our first big release out of Pasadena tomorrow. And I think we're going to sell, or we have uh, about uh, 200 and two, about 200 cases of wine to sell. And as of now, I'm assuming we'll sell five bottles, right? Like I, I, I assume that nothing's going to, and nobody will. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't feel. I don't feel a part of it. I, I, I feel very much also like a um, somebody who's still trying to figure it out and trying to figure out how, how I make a product that people want to purchase and people want to be a part of and. I don't know. Do I, do I, how do I get action Bronson to drink my wine and then talk about it? I, I'm not hundred percent sure. Um, and I feel like if there was anybody that might have that access, I don't know. I, I, I still don't know. I don't know. It's, it's still a very, a big quagmire to me. And I, I think that, that it, the internet is, um, it's crazy. I mean, uh, hypothetically speaking tomorrow, if, uh, if Kim Kardashian shows a bottle of purity, you know, all of a sudden purity is hype juice. Um, and that's something that is unqualified. I mean, we know that she's a huge famous celebrity, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Those things are sort of, unless you have marketing, I don't know, it's not tangible to figure out how that happens. Well, do you wanna be hype juice? Do you want BDC to be hype juice? Is that? I don't know. We talk, I mean, a lot, I talk a Man, lot we're about- We're going deep right off. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, I, you know, we talk a lot about if I could sell hundred percent of my product out of our door, I would. And so what that would mean is that my neighbors and the people in our community would be able to buy it. And if I could do that, and I knew that was something that I could do, I 100% would. Unfortunately, I, I just, I don't know if that's possible. And so we have distribution now and we're trying to, you know, get our wines out there and, you know, if, Noel understands that like when, you, when, when we get to sell a bottle of wine directly to a customer, those margins are, and why are we talking about margins? But anyway, like, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's just different. And, and there's like this weird push and pull where I like, I want everybody to be able to have the wine we make, but I also like, I don't know, like I said, if I could sell everything out of my front door, I would. I, and so I don't know yeah, I want to be famous or, or known in the wine industry for making incredible wine. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. What about, I mean, Noel, you've been doing it longer. I've seen uh, your growth. I think I bought your first vintage. Yeah, you were definitely a buyer of mine. Um, I think you're right. You, you probably were right in there. Um, do, what do I feel? Um, do I, I see here's I, I had a conversation with um, a friend of mine today about well if, if I get hyped I'm worried about that people are gonna burn out or move to the next you know the flavor of the month and like how do I uh, I've been doing this since 2013 so I don't have seven or eight vintages 
I want to be able to do this for the rest of my life. I like what I do. I enjoy this. I, 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 and I try to bring people along with me and share my enthusiasm. Um, but yeah, if I've got 2000, 3000 cases to sell and I sell almost all of it in either California, I have a little bit of distribution and a lot of it direct. I'm yeah, I'm always concerned with one building a certain, that kind of a brand identity, but you know, and wanting to have, I want to be included. I want to be, I want people to take pictures of my wine next to somebody else's like next to somebody else. That's cool. Um, of course I do, but then I'm also fearful, like what that means. And, you know, I, I, I get up every, and this is kind of, I, I, I'll say another thing. One of the things that friends and I talk about is like, okay, so somebody comes up first vintage and boom, they're just out there and everybody's Instagramming them. And it's like, hey, what did they even like, how, because they knew somebody because they were connected, how did they manage to build that hype? And then are they gonna be here next year? Like, are they gonna tie up bandwidth um, and what are they doing? So what I've always done is like, I get up every day and I work and I try to do everything. It's funny too, sometimes I even get like, I'll start to get a little, little frustrated or a little, you know, there'll be a little hater in me that's kind of like, well, I do this. I check off all these boxes. I do all these things. I'm, the, I, I feel like I'm, I'm as close to the real deal as, as you can get, but I still have to get out there and I have to earn my place every single day. Um, I don't, I mean, I think there's good and bad about that, right? There's like, I should have to earn my place every day. People are going to tell me by how they buy my wine, whether or not I'm doing the right thing. And I, I have to listen to that. And from the buyer perspective, Olin, I think he totally did. And from your perspective, Olin, like, how do you evaluate that? And yeah, I think, think like, there's a lot of considerations, like, obviously, it, the wine needs to be good, uh, first and foremost. And um, there's, to Noel's point, there's a lot of uncertainties in both like winemaking and distribution, the sales, you know, and everything. There's so many considerations that is put towards like one bottle, like that one bottle is a manifestation of hard work, passion, and a lot of things. And we don't know how it's going to sail out to the sea, to the ocean, you know, like there's no way that we can control it once it's um, out there. And it's, you, you know, like there, there's, on, there's only a certain things that we can predict, um, like trends um, and so forth. But at the end of the day, um, I think the wine needs to be good. And like, if it does have a great appealing brand identity and like it's visually striking, it has the beautiful color, then I think it's like a bonus point. Uh, but I think the two things together is a powerful combo. And also, I hadn't thought about this perspective of it, but like Nadia, you work for like a wine publication. How much like influence do you a think that like these natural wine magazines are having? And like, what do you think the effect is of that? And how do you consider those things when you're writing about them? That's something good to think about. I think in terms of um, the actual publications, I guess the Instagram always has that instant effect, right? It's Instagram versus the publications and writing, they're gonna come out later. Um, and that maybe can appeal to the sustainability of that hype juice. Like we talked about, um, like Noel was saying, like Adam was saying, like, you know, do you want to be hyped up? And then what happens after that? Like after people are on to the next bottle on Instagram. So I think it all goes down to having like good wine. Like Olin said, it's good wine. Um, 
people, if it's good wine period, not just hyped up, folks are going to go back to it. It's going to be written about. It's going to create those evergreen pieces that people can, you know, open up issue two of the wine zine and still remember the feeling that they had when they had that bottle or just the satisfaction um, and curiosity that came out of those bottles. So I think there's a balance between that. And from the writer's perspective, it's you know, are they even interesting? Like for me, like I write about the feeling that wine gives me, right? When I contribute, when I write, it's about the feeling that wine gives me, the feeling that, um, you know, I got when I shared it with friends and their reactions um, and just the sensory, almost sensory overload that you have from a great bottle of wine, right? So having that, that's, that's really what sustains it. So depending on, no matter if it's hyped up or not hyped up, it's that, that feeling that it leaves you with. And I've had that conversation with plenty of people that, you know, love wine as much as we do. I love that emotional um, nuanced approach because like it's a sensorial experience. Um, yeah. And I think when you have, when you can relate to someone through that emotional experience, it just makes the wine more powerful, I think. Yeah, it, right. At, Oh, I was going to say, I'm sure that's how a lot of us remember the wines that we drink, right? There's a connection to it because we drink sure. a lot of different wines. You're like, how do you remember what that tastes like? And I'm like, because I associate a memory, a feeling, a sensory um, effect with it. What were you going to yeah, say? I, I was going to say at our wine shop, we sell uh, a lot of wines. I've, I've just found that we have moved to like, what are you watching on Netflix right now? Like, what do you like? And we've been doing a lot of, if you want to say pairing, with more of these sort of because I think you know because everyone's at home and everyone's drinking at home and there isn't so much of like you know we ask a little bit of what you're cooking but geez I feel like everyone's sitting on the couch watching Netflix eating popcorn as opposed to like uh you know cooking fancy dinners and so we, we sell a lot of wine I've found that it's just like if you want to just like you know hang out in your backyard while the sun's going down this is the perfect wine if you want to you know watch uh rewatch office for the hundredth time this is the perfect one or whatever it is it's much more of like an experience than than yeah it's much more of a personal thing that's not hypey i don't know that's like well i, I love hype, how but... you're pairing i love how you're pairing the wines with like emotions and mood instead of like food because like that used to be what psalms do you know like pairing wine and food and now it's more like pairing wine with like an experience yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, if somebody came in and they were like super happy, we would, you know, well, here's a perfect, we had a couple that, that, that eloped and they came in to our wine shop, like literally 45 minutes after they eloped. And so like, we were like, oh, you have to drink, you know, like this is a, like, I know it's yeah. bubbles and blah, 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 but like, it was very much about like this emotional connection. And then I was like, oh shit, this feels heavy. This is like the first wine you guys are going to drink as a married couple and like, you know, like we got to make sure that this hits because, you know, that could fuck everything up. And so this is an omen wine. And so we had to like really we really thought about what we what we sold them and made sure that it was something that would would not overshadow the experience that they were going through and the emotions they were having, but also like highlighted it. I don't know. I guess that's some shit, right? You're trying to like find that that balance, but it's like an emotional balance. So I love this thought and I, I hadn't even thought about this question before we started, but I'd like to just think about that for a second, because especially with COVID, I feel like the hype stuff has become more popular because we're, 
not going into the store for the most part. We're not having this experience. Like if I walk into the store and someone shows me a label and it doesn't look cool, but they say that, you know, this is what I need to drink. Like I'm just going to believe them because they're in front of me and I trust them. And, and a lot of that's lost when you're online because it's so visual. I, I think, I don't know, but that's like, I hadn't even thought, had that thought. So you start talking about it, Adam, like, do you think that maybe the pandemic has something to do with that or any like, yeah, I, I mean, from my like personal stuff. Yeah, from my personal, sorry, my personal experience, the pandemic has changed everything in wine. Um, from from how much I feel like people, at least in our customers and what we're seeing, um, the the sort of, I mean, so we're in Pasadena, uh, just to clarify, we have slightly different rules and regulations than everybody. So we, we've been allowed in store this entire time, but it's, it's very limited. Um, so it's like one person at a time. Um, but it's our, we've noticed that our customers have been very, um, uh, you know, their, 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 their exploration in wine, I feel like has tenfold since, I mean, they've told us since before the pandemic, I think people, I, I don't know if it's boredom or just what, but we have so many people who are like, just show me the, like, you know, I was gonna say, show me the world. Uh, like, just show me everything. Like, I want to know everything. I want to taste everything. I don't care. Let's discover natural wine. And it's been really cool to see people who came in when we've opened to now and seen how much there's been growth and change and everything. I don't know. It, I had to like relearn how to sell wine doing retail from when I was on the floor of a restaurant. You've seen change since you've been you've been open almost a year. How long have you been open? We 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 opened. Um, we did delivery only for started in July, and then we opened the door in October. Wow! And you've seen ch change in what people are asking for since you've opened the re the, the store, or since you've been in the business? Like when since I've been in the business, since oh. I've been in the business, I'm referencing more of like the past where I feel like selling selling certain wines was like was difficult and now it's like i i don't even have to push them i don't like it. people are pushing me for for stuff that i couldn't even sell pre-pandemic and to get back on topic just for a minute because there were some that i realized we skipped that i think are kind of important how much of this instagrammable you put it on reddit threads whatever how much do you do that do you guys think is specific to the natural wine community and how much of that do you think is just wine as a whole No, uh, Noel, <laughs> I've been talking a lot. Clear on the question, like how? Like, do you do you think that this is something specific to natural wine, or do you think that like Hype? I mean, like if someone buys a bottle of DRC, they're probably going to Instagram it. But like, do you think it's more more of an app? Um, okay, so like one of the things that I thought that I wanted to say, and I I don't want to get off topic, but I I think this is. For me, this kind of relates with it is I think that um, I think hype hype wine when we're talking, you know, with respect to natural wine is good. It's good for natural wine because and I wanted I initially I was like, oh, man, I'm going to get up there and I'm going to torch a bunch of people. I'm going to have like bottles and labels behind me and just like illustrate exactly what, you know, the bullshit that happens in this business. But I was I was there for a minute. I was like, well, wait a minute, like. Natural wine, you know, it, it, it's only in the past 
like five years that it's really been accepted. Before that, it was kind of like, you'd hear people in the kind of normal wine world talk about how it was a trend, trends come in cycles, and it's just, we just have to wait for this to pass. But I, I like that we're getting more people interested and excited about this. And if somebody comes up and they kind of like blow up and, and then we, you know, they kind of, they're, it's, the dust is gonna settle. So do I think that it's it's specific? I don't I don't know that I think it's specific to um, natural wine. I think that there's a lot of things that get hyped in any in any different like segment, you know, whether it's I don't know like race car driving or or I don't I mean I don't know what else, but like yeah, I think that there's there's always something that comes up. You look at celebrities, right? You look at all of a sudden it's like I mean I'm older and I think. I, shit, I don't know who that is. And like, and everybody's talking about that person. So, you know, it's kind of in that, in that sense, but I like it for, for natural wine. I, I, you know, either way, I think it's- Her name is Billie Eilish. <laughs> Wait, she um, has a winery? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, for, for me to show my age, maybe hype, when I see hype wine, I immediately thought like hype beast which is like the website and sort of like, like the Supreme era and sort of like, I would like, like Nike dunks and sort of this whole, there was like this, this hype culture that I feel like doesn't really exist so much anymore, but, 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 you know, those, those were, those were false scarce. Like th those were, were not real. Like Supreme could make as many t-shirts as they wanted, but they, they, they intentionally held back and only made what they could to create hype and to create all these things and i think natural wine it's definitely much more of a, a natural thing where literally like i couldn't make more wine if i wanted to and i think noel's the same way like we literally can't make there's a point of where we just can't and it's just not possible and and so the the scarcity is real it's not it's not artificial it's not it's not some 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 marketing scheme necessarily it just so happens that we can only make so much of something and i yeah. think when no oh, i was saying when you go ahead I was just gonna say along those lines, people will, will sometimes they'll write to me from the East Coast and they'll be like, okay, can we get some of your wine? And I'll tell them, well, this is how much it's gonna cost. Like you can just go down to a neighborhood store like there and just get three bottles. Cause I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna charge you so much and I'm gonna try to yeah. make it economical. And so maybe I'll try to get you in the case and then hopefully it doesn't freeze along the way or doesn't bake along the way. And it's like, I'm, I'm telling people like, just go down not, and I'm not, I'm not trying to get them. I want them to buy my wine. Sure. But on the other hand, I also like, like you kind of got to be reasonable about it, about it. I'm just, I was just agreeing with kind of what you're, I think what the tone of what you were saying. Adam. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not. And I think that there are maybe some people and I think you can see them. I think, you know, who the people are, who, who are, who are intentionally manipulating the hype machine. Um, you know, and, 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 you know, you kind of can I think that, you know, me even saying that there's probably a handful of people that Noel can immediately think about and other people here as well. And, and you're like, yeah, I, I see what you're doing. Like, I, I know what this is, but I used to try, I used to be pissed off about it. And then I, you know, I keep reminding myself that a, uh, a rising tide raises all ships. And like, if, if, if somebody who, who's hyping natural wine gets case stacks at Whole Foods across the country, you know, I, I can't get mad about that. Cause ultimately that means that people are drinking a product that hopefully is better for them and better for the environment and they're drinking better. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a good thing. I can't, I can't complain. I, I, 
is just, this also you know, a hint at the clean wine movement or are you talking about something separate from that no the clean wine movement is <laughs> I, that's just like mlm shit right that's like that's just that's that's all scammy i feel like I'm talking about people who are like doing it legitimate, legitimately. Yeah. But maybe, maybe their case production is like 25, 50,000 cases a year. And you know, it's, it's sold in, in, in pretty readily all over the country. And, you know, uh, again, I, I used to be like, Oh, you know, bullshit. But that, that was, that was younger, stupider me. And, and now it's much more of like how, you know, I use the analogy a lot with, people it's like if mcdonald's all of a sudden went fully organic like would i talk shit about that or would i be like that's kind of cool okay i mean it's still fucking mcdonald's but like they went fully organic that's i, I can't get mad about that I, it's kind of how i feel about it now so i've been softened by get... my child oh <laughs> is that your child in the background too i heard someone in the background yeah he's he's uh He's here. We're a family affair. My wife is running the shop. He's, he's somewhere back there, someplace. Yeah, he's built. He's building a puzzle. She's gonna come say hi. She. <laughs> Yay. There's, there's my wife. There's Kate. Hi, Kate. It's hi, not Kate. just me making you. the wine. It's, it's her as well and running the shop. And yeah, good to see you. So the first question from the audience um, is. So not sure how to word this, but interested in general opinions on hype juice versus hyped wine personalities. We've seen a lot of reckonings with celebrity chefs and personalities. Is there a danger or precariousness of placing celebrity on wine? <laughs> no, I mean, celebrity, I mean, the winemaker is the person who makes the wine. Celebrity is a byproduct of the era in which we live in. Uh, social media creates celebrities whether or not they, they they are traditional celebrities or not and, and fame is something that is um you know inevitable to anybody that creates a product that people want to buy um and just don't don't be a don't be a bad person and i think that like that's fine but like if you're talking about like vatalina pasquale or, or like people who have made natural wines who have seen reckonings um i i think that you know maybe it's it's deservedly i don't know this is it's deservedly so to some degree like um i don't know i i i don't know i i don't agree with 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 the, the, what i read about certain things with certain people and 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 you know i i'm conscious with how i spent my money and where i spend it and um i don't i don't know um noel <laughs> oh, um when it goes it's kind of oh, celebrity and that's a tough that's a tough one because there are times when I see people and it's like it's um, superficial and then I get kind of like okay what's what are you crafting are you crafting an image or, or are you trying to make a, a product with kind of like these high ideals um, so I tend to be a little bit cynical about that and the celebrity, but I don't know. But then, you know, like, I, mean, but, but, I, I sorry, go ahead. It's fine. I was gonna say that, but like uh, Nate Reddy, right? Like, hi, you like that is a celebrity Raj Parr, like that's a celebrity. Um, you know, we, we have our, our celebrities in our community who are doing certain things. Radford from Ordinaire, that's like a celebrity. Like we have these, these, um, these people. And then, and then, 
it's just inevitable, right? It's just, it's just, it's just part of our culture now. It's not something that's going away. It's not something that's ending. It's not, we're not, we're not all of a sudden going to like turn off our fucking phones. Um, sorry, I'm swearing so much. I, I apologize. I, uh, I realized that, um, you know, we're, we, we so embrace it to, to some extent, like embrace it, uh, uh, be a part of it. Um, uh, uh, yeah, but then there's this. people who go out and search for it. And there's people who go out, you can just tell, like, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like I get any buzz that I don't generate myself. Um, I don't get people asking me and I don't, I don't, send, I don't send wine to, to people. I don't go looking for journalists to write things about me. And sometimes I get a little, I get a little pissy because it's like, I'm doing a lot of things and nobody seems to really care. And then on the other hand, I think to myself, well then, you know, if I'm just doing them to make myself happy, then that should be enough. But sales also happens with spin of like getting a, getting a magazine article, getting somebody to write about me in the newspaper helps me get more sales. I think I'm doing like, that's kind of the thing that I had to reconcile with. I'm, I'm doing fine. Like I'm, my business is growing. It's getting stronger every year and I'm happy for that. And I think people who care kind of say, Hey, you know, you're not screaming for attention, but you're, you're doing, you're doing interesting things that, so the response is right. I, but I don't get out there. I can understand wanting the celebrity. I can, I can totally see that. Like, let's say Raj, Raj does things to become a public figure. And then that kind of builds on itself. So that's what he wants. I, I don't know. I'm uh, I, I, uh, sorry. We're now we're just dominating. Now it's just Noel and I talking. We've known each other a long time, so it's <laughs> well, very it's very Nadia, comfortable for us to Nadia, talk to each other. You're also I know Raj in... too, and Raj is a cool guy. I'm just saying, like he's somebody who's obviously visible, and that's yeah. you know, what I was responding to. Yeah, I think Raj is actually going to oh. be on our. I think he'll be on our either our next panel or the one after that too. So. Um, I'll have to pull this in and ask him on the next one too, which would be funny. <laughs> Don't um, I can see Raj saying, "Who are you?" <laughs> no way. Well, and also, Noel, you did also didn't tell everyone like what you actually do at your like enrichment. Like, I would love like what you do is so unique. I don't know anyone else that has set that up, and like, I would love for you to just kind of also like give some context about. The way that you're set up and like the people that basically i don't know if you call it graduate or whatever but that like kind of move through your well, setup there well okay so it's i when when i found the place i was looking i was i was had befriended martha stuman and she needed a place i needed a place we started talking about finding a place it was hard to find a place we could afford because we were both bootstrapped and I said, well, let's, let, I turned to her and I said, cause we found a place 5,000 square feet almost. And I turned to her and I said, do you have anybody you can call? And she's like, no, do you have anybody you can call? And I said, no. And then we both like, you know just started sending emails to, to friends and all of a sudden we were putting together a co-op and the, and the co-op for various reasons, the technical co-op for various reasons fell apart but I was left with, I signed the lease, I was left with the lease and I liked, I always liked the idea of the co-op. So I kind of turned it into a collective. And the idea is to create an environment where we, everybody supports each other. And ultimately I have to pay the rent. And that's one of the reasons that I have people. 
but somebody asked me like, for example, you know, a couple of months back and they said, I, I bet you can't wait to have your own place. And I said, turned to him and I said, this is my own place. And this is what I want. I want a community of people. And um, as I move through, it's more about like diversity and creating opportunity for people who maybe don't have an op a chance to start a winery because it's very expensive. Um, and these were things I didn't really, I, I didn't really know this in the beginning but when I started making wine, but it's only been in recent, I don't know, like 10 or 15, 20 years, something like that, where it's been easier to make wine um, in terms of getting, getting licensed, but the equipment is always really expensive. That's, I mean, that's, that's the basics of what I'm doing. I, I, want, I want to create opportunity for women and for people of color to come in where I can help them, you know, kind of come in and not have to have so much, so much money. But that's what I've, tried to do but i also have my day job which is making wine and selling wine i have to keep that moving um i've done a, i do some farming as i can find little plots of land i am the idea is that at some point i'd like to be able to buy something but it's all very expensive um so that's i mean i i i, I don't know if i answered it completely i don't want to just no that's exactly like i wanted everyone to hear that because I, what i wanted to say next was that like when i heard that that's what you do not that i'm that influential in the natural wine space but like that was the thing that made me say like holy crap like we've got to get a palette from this guy like i'm obviously i love your wines but like i am obsessed with this story because like so much of wine is about story and like i really feel like everything that you're doing embodies who who natural wine is supposed to be and is, and it kind of like turns into this hype beast, as Adam said, every once in a while. Um, but like the core people that are invested in natural wine and that have been here for a while, and I think even like, I think people maybe go through phases. And again, like this is actually a question we need to get to in a second. Maybe people can hang on for a little longer to get through these, but um, that's the core of it. I really feel like the people that care about this, that pay the extra money for it, like in versus conventional wine, like that's the stuff they want to know. And that's the stuff that they want to support. Yeah. Well, um, I also, I've, I've been, sorry, I've been, I've been saying for a long time that farming is politics. Um, natural wine should be organic. Natural wine should be talking about uh, my, you know, uh, okay. Sorry, I'm gonna say my my parents were migrant farm workers. I grew up that way. I grew up in the in 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 the movement of trying to bring some equity to people who are treated poorly in the in the out in the fields. And so I'm closely connected to that. And it's hard for me to not think about it. Anytime I'm dealing, anytime I'm working with growers, it's like, well, how are you how are you treating, you know, what are you doing? How are you treating the people that I don't work with? I ask people, what do you do? How do you support this system? Where are your, what are your workers doing? I was at, uh, I was at a big, um, this vineyard, this nursery vineyard in Tahama, which is in Northern San Joaquin Valley in California. And we asked, we asked the person who owns the place what he's doing. And he said, these are where people I have housing where people live. We pay them this much money because it benefits us as well. We want them to come back. They're skilled labor. And I could just like, I could tell a lot of times I'll work with, with grow. When I work with growers, I'll ask them if they're organic, are you organic? And then a lot of times the response is, well, I don't really know what organic is. And I'll say, well, okay, do you use Roundup? Do you, and I'll say to them, 
you know, you can send me, send me your ag report and that'll tell me exactly what you're doing in terms of spraying. And if you're lying, then that's between you and the government. Cause at that point, that's what that is. So you've got to do this kind of like due diligence, like, and that's, those are the things that I enjoy doing. I'm, I'm sorry. Like yeah, I'm no, actually, Noel, I was just going to say that um, I stopped by Noel's yesterday and that's where I got my bottle of purity. And we were having a party, weren't we? <laughs> yes, I was going to say I walked into a party. And to say that, I say it's, you know, I, it was the middle of the day. I was on my lunch break. I walked in and I walked into a community, not just a party, but a community. Um, there are, you know, other younger winemaker, newer winemakers there. I think they were, but they were bottling for one of the winemakers. I ran into one of the contributors of the magazine and just being there, being able to talk and just, you could feel that sense of community and what Noel is growing there. And I think outside of, you know, hype juice celebrities and all these other things, I think the important thing that really drew me to natural wine besides it tasting so delicious and all the, you know, positive things behind the bottle, there are the community and there are the people there. And so I guess one question I did want to pose um, to, um, I'll pose it to Olin actually. Um, are there any other trends that you're seeing in natural wine recently besides hype juice as we kind of move through, um, I guess into 2021 and yeah. are there any trends you're seeing? I would say a lower alcohol or no alcohol beverages um, is a trend that's growing because people are more, you know, conscious about what they're eating, like everybody's baking bread and making, you know, gardening uh, is the other big thing. Uh, but they also wanted to pay attention to like what they put in their body, like through drinking. Um, so I think it's just like people being more conscious about what they put in their body and what they do um, and how they interact with people. It's just because like, I feel it, you know, we've been in a pandemic for like, what almost a year now and like the way that that I interact with like real people outside is like oh my gosh like I'm so awkward like <laughs> this is so different <laughs> um but yeah it, it I think uh lower alcohol um and uh, or even non-alcohol beverages is like growing um for me um yeah what do you guys think I, I'll say, oh, yeah, I'll say the trend I've seen is people actually, it's like, like the story of who's making the wine. I feel like people are supporting the winemakers and the producers as opposed to the actual product, which I love. Like I, I there are people who are, are new or, 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 or starting like Noel mentioned, and it's like, you want to support the individual as opposed to necessarily. And, and it is weird to be like, especially if you're like, oh, the wine's good or it's okay. But like, I really like the person. So like, I want to support the person. And so like, I continue to support the person because I know that if I continue to support them, they're only going to get better. They're only going to be, uh, grow stronger in what they're doing. And I, I really like that. Like, I really like supporting the community itself. I mean, part of why we have a wine shop was we wanted to carry people's wines and 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 of, of of people we want to you know that we support and stuff and i don't know it's like i really like the community a lot it's it's what drew yeah. me to natural wine in the first place was just the community of people and 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 like um uh, nick or nicolo Cotori and tess bryant just released their new project and like i don't i don't even care if it's good or not i just want to support them i love them yeah. and they're great and I, I almost like i don't care uh, i just i just really want them to be happy and successful 
Um, it's, to me, like, sorry, uh, it's similar to like how you buy like meat from the butcher and buying from farmer's market. Like you actually know them because you see them like every Sunday um, and you start this connection. Um, yeah, with, like, totally. You know, yeah. Uh, I, I think it's good to know that that's kind of where the hype, I think, wine comes from. Like what mm -hmm. when, when you see hype wine, is it do I really want to support them? What do I know about them? How can I find out rather than something that's like really cleanly curated stuff that I mean I've I saw there's somebody who came out recently and it wasn't just it wasn't just the wine it was like they had a play mix they had some swag to go with things and it was like wow you came out and you're already dialed in you're already put together but I don't know anything about what you what you do and a lot of winemakers will come out and they talk like they they make the wine, but they're kind of either at a custom crush or they're at a place where they really aren't necessarily the winemaker. They're the vintner, and there's a huge difference between winemaker and vintner. That's a lot. Like that to me is what is what for hype wine is like. Where's the bullshit in there? And it's like, how do I find out what the bullshit is? And and you can't like even I was talking about. Um, my buddy at Everything is Okay Wine, I was talking to a friend about, about him, not about him, but about what I just said. And, and, and then my friend said, well, what about Everything is Okay? Like, if I go online, I can't find anything out about him. And I'm like, well, shoot, I was like speechless. But I know Booker and Booker works hard and he cares and he's got a great background. So, yeah. So it's like people want to know. But then there's this like, sometimes there's this shroud of mystery between like, how do I find out the truth? And there's no way we're ever going to have any kind of like certification or anything like that. <laughs> like, but even that, like, I mean, what, uh, why, did, as you know, wine is so, so complicated and so uh, intricate that we don't even, I feel like winemakers don't even talk about how complex, complex, not, not necessarily the process or the, the quality or like the, the product itself, but like, like you said, like the, the fact that there's like the amount of negotiant or the the amount of just there's a lot of secrecy in natural wine and to the point where I don't think anybody really believes anybody else unless you physically see them making it yourself. You honestly just don't believe that anybody's actually doing anything that they say they do. But maybe that's our problem. Maybe maybe we just need to have more faith in people and, and trust. But yeah, I, I, we always, I mean, I, if, if I had a, if I had a dollar for every single time somebody questionably was like, oh, there's sulfur in here. When like, clearly the person, like someone says they didn't put sulfur and like people just want to sit and, oh, no, that's definitely SO2. And, and it's like, well, how do we, do we believe the person who's calling them out who claims that they can detect it? Or do we believe the person who says there isn't? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't, well, I don't know about straight lies or misleading. There's definitely those two things going on. Like, yeah, I've, I've heard of, of I'll, I'll have friends be like, oh no, they use SO2, they just tell you no. Right, I've heard that as well, but. But it's also like, there are people who mislead and it's kind of like, I'm gonna create an aura, you're gonna take and run with it and I'm not gonna deny it. There's SO2 in every single natural winery in California yeah. at the moment. Honestly, the conversation shouldn't be about the SO2. Like it's it's greater than that, you know, like what goes into the fruit labor and everything and how it's processed and how it, the fruit is grown and how it's made. Um, yeah, I, I, I love it when people are like, we don't add sulfur, but we spray the shit of, out of it in our right. vineyards. Like, what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> but that's not um, natural. 
<laughs> but you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, th- that's a bigger debate than that. And, and right. these are the totally. these are like the nuanced bullshit that like. That's why I think why I say like I support people. Like I just want to support good people. I want to support quality people. I don't care to some degree uh, uh, if you do certain things that maybe I don't condone in my own winemaker. If you're a good person, I I'm gonna support you. Or like right, like we're we're gonna support each other. Um, there could be less cattiness. Yeah, I I could. There is a bit of that. There's a bit of a like you know, shit. Oh, yeah, I mean. Or you really yeah know. it's an, it's it's inevitable i mean i don't know if it's inevitable it, it, it it's it's this goes back to this the whole hype thing it's like it's on social media and like what's easier to do than to talk shit on social media uh uh sometimes i think you know myself included we forget that it's real we think of it as like just this this thing that goes out into the ether but it's you know it's tangible ish I know um, we're going a bit over, but I think, I mean, no one's really leaving. So I feel like we can probably stay on for a couple minutes. And I know um, there was, uh, who was it? Brock, I think. If you want to come on and ask your questions, I know you had a couple, but I won't put you on the spot. So you can just think about that. In the meantime, we had another one that I wanted to make sure we got to, which was, what percentage of natural wine consumers do you think are informed and educated versus following the trends and hype? And how do you think that affects the size of a producer's consistent fan base versus moving with their trends and the hype? I think that's being defined right now at the moment because most of the wine drinkers like in natural wine space right now are new. Um, to Noel's point, it's only been like five years since it's, you know, quote unquote accepted and being part of uh, the greater conversation as an actual wine, you know, but uh, I mean, I don't think there's a database for that, but to me, like when somebody is, you know, uh, inspired to drink uh, natural wine, like that's a good thing for all of us. Um, because then it's, even when it's just a seed of uh, curiosity can grow into a tree, like something greater. And even though if they're only drinking wine because how it looks, that's totally fine too. Like to me, that's, that's good. Like you're, you're um, answering that curiosity, you're feeding that. And uh, eventually you'll, you know, learn more and more throughout your journey of drinking wine. Um, that's just my take. I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, like if someone came in and where they were like, Oh, I want to drink a Sustacaro, like they're in our shop, we can get them into something else or, you know, right. whatever. Like I I'm, I'm all for it. Like let's yeah, there's, there's no wine shaming, no, no shaming at all. Like let's just, you know, Welcome to the community. Let's be a part of it. And, you know, if you like it, you do. And if you don't, you don't. But, like, right. let's try it, and uh, find the right thing that works for you. Yeah, agree. It's about inclusivity. Or it, we're yeah. trying to go that way. And if that means, like, including people who only want to drink because of the label, you're on the board. Like, come yeah, on. Totally. <laughs> yeah, guilty as charged, too. Like, I, yeah, I want to drink because of the label. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I think we have one more question. Um, let's see. We have, um, the question is, I know subscription boxes in general are growing. Do you think that, do you think the natural wine industry is growing as a whole or just the delivery side of it? Growing. Growing? It's, it's growing. It's growing. I get to, what's really one of the cool things that opened up my eyes was going to the different festivals 
like going to Austin, going to New York, going to Chicago and seeing, I love it. So I'm totally fine. You come in, you're 22, 23, and you're like, what's this? And you're like, you know, you've already been to seven or eight tables and you're having fun. I love those people. But then I get to meet the people who come like, that are like, you'd be like, wow, you're, oh, I would, maybe I wouldn't have expected, you know, or somebody comes in like, I don't know anything about this. I'm used to drinking this stuff, but I've heard about it. It's, it's kind of becoming a, it's a becoming a part of our culture and people are curious. I read about it because you read about it in your hometown newspaper. You read about it in the New York times, you read about it in a national magazine you hear about natural wine and you want to know about it. And plenty of times around the country, I will meet people who are just like, I don't know anything about it, but I'm interested. And it sounds like fun and it tastes really good. And yeah, I think it's, I think it's growing. And you can see also, you know, like I, I'm obsessive. I, I'm an obsessive reader. And you know that like conventional wine, high-end conventional wine is losing its market. It, it, we don't know where the buyers are going or what they're turning into. There's a lot of different options. And definitely, um, you know, definitely the pandemic has been a game changer. Um, and yeah, so definitely, yeah. I, I, think it's, I think it's just, it's not stopping. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we've even seen the tip of the iceberg. I think that there's, mm -hmm. I think it's, I think we're like, we'll look back and, 10 years and be like, remember when we thought that it was like getting to some sort of point? I, I think natural wine is inevitably going to just be a part of our, the sort of, yeah. not all culture, but definitely a part of alcoholic culture or alcohol culture, not alcoholic. That was a, that was a, a Freudian <laughs> slip, but like a, as a, a part of alcohol drinking, it'll just be a thing it's like remember when ipas I think it'll, started it'll like, like hitting that's what i always think yeah exactly it'll just like, be Rose a category yeah. yeah 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 no 100 percent. oh and i like what olan said earlier about like it's inclusive and i like that like you can i i love bringing people into winery and showing them okay here's my like normal wine right here's my, here's my natural wine like it, it's it's the things that people will tell me sometimes like, oh, it's natural. I can't, I gotta, I, how do I open it? Yeah. How do I treat it? And it's just, you know, you talk to them about like, well, it's like food. I mean, would you, would mm -hmm. you leave, would you leave, a, you know, an, a, something on the counter that's food for overnight and then go and eat it and expect it to be okay? And it's, well, it's, I, uh, I, yeah, I, totally. Like, I mean, approaching it as like food is uh, for sure like relatable. And I think the, one of the reasons why um, it's it's grow it's a growing sector is because it's more approachable from like a cost point of view compared to high end wines. Like, when you fuck up a high end wine, like you you know accidentally knock it over and it's like five hundred dollars. Like, ouch, you know that would that would suck. But if it's a $30, $40 bottle of wine, that's a little better. Um, and there's less rules on how like you should enjoy it. I think it it's so versatile and uh, it's approachable and relatable to people. Yeah, no, I agree. Especially like as you talk about the pandemic and what we're doing now, you know, fine dining isn't an option, but you know, pizza at midnight with Netflix is. So yes, yeah. 
culture of natural wine and not even have to think about too much about the pairing, the activity, the occasion that you're saving for. Like, sure, I like to hoard wine and have a ton of wine that can be saved for a special occasion, but it's ready to drink. It's ready to party right now. So I think that's the fun in it too, that you don't have to know anything about wine. Newbies don't have to feel like, oh, I don't know about it. I can't talk about it. Like you don't even have to have the right descriptors, right? Is it good? Do you like it? You know, that's all that's that's really important. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. I feel like Netflix wine is like having a moment. Like I feel like, (laughs) like being able to like, if you can make a wine that goes well with, with binging television, that's like the perfect pairing. It's called a magnet. Well, if you guys, something really interesting on this, I don't know if Alyssa's still on, but um, HBO Max is partnering with Eater on the next two wine clubs. And like, obviously we, we work with Eater. We are doing Eater's Natural Wine Club. So it's like so perfect. Sorry, also it's raining a ton here right now. But um, like, that's literally exactly like the idea is like natural wine is such a perfect pairing yeah. with binging tv and like hbo saw that opportunity with eater and it's just like the perfect example um i know we also probably need to start wrapping up and i think we had one other question oh it was directed to me too about can i rely on misa to get the right natural line or do i have to research every bottle so um i think that yes you should be able to rely on us because not just because like it used to be when I started the company and we were small, I went and we imported all the wines. Now we obviously are too big to do that. But like when it's not me picking the wine, it's Olin or it's like every single person that we work with, I'm either bringing them in directly. Like I'm bringing in Noel's wines for our April wine club, or I'm bringing them in from Olin. Like we bring in stuff from her every month. So it's like, if it's not my palate, it's someone else's palate that I really trust. And everyone else that we source from is always uh, either importing natural wine or distributing only natural wines. So, and like, that's the thing with natural wine that's so hard is it's like, unless you trust the person that you're getting it from, there's no way to know on the label. So that's, yeah, that seems like a bit of a plug, but it's also, I don't, I thank you for asking. That's yeah, yeah. It's definitely true. Hey, I, and I just wanted to make sure. Soon too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I think that my, I do the funky scale and the funkiness can kind of, you know, everyone that's relative, but I just try to give everyone an idea, but we source everything from people that really like, it's either from these people directly that we know are doing things correctly or from someone that already also knows like Olin. I tell people all the time, if you have a question, you can text me, email me, DM me. I'm, I like I like it. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you exactly what, what I did. And if, if, if something, yeah, I'm happy to explain the whole process. I think everybody should be. All right. So unless anyone else has another PR question. Person. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that Kate? <laughs> All right. So I don't yeah, think we exactly. have any other questions at the moment. Oh, I think my internet's gone out. If it hasn't, Nadia, you can end this, but. I think you're still this there. This has been so fun. Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. So this has been so yeah. fun chatting with you. I want to just keep going, but I think we probably need to wrap it up. So, oh, also, oh, Brock, wait, Conan, we have to do this. Not sure I chime in via audio, but what are your thoughts on natural wine bars coming out of the pandemic? I knew that was your question. No worries. Uh, it's going to be popping, right? We're all going to go crazy. <laughs> uh, we're gonna love it 
<laughs> everyone's like yeah we're gonna have i mean i think i think people are gonna go out in 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 uh, vor 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 voraciously i saw like a meme yeah i saw that it was like oh i understand the roaring 20s now but like <laughs> i yeah i think that i think that people are already chomping at the bit to be like social and shit where it's who we are um yeah i, I think i think I, that's what I imagine, but maybe not. Maybe, maybe I've also enjoyed my, my 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 solitude quite a bit as well. I agree. As soon as the as soon as the gates are opened, it's gonna be it's gonna be a party. Yeah. Hashtag popping. Popping. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I think you know, basically, I know that those are what your questions were about, about Brock, which was opening something and generally like understanding more natural line. And I think that two things we can confidently say, three things we can confidently say from this. We don't know what's going to be hypey and when and why. We all just kind of try and figure it out and it is or it isn't. Two, natural line's not going anywhere. It's like, and that's not just online, but it's doing well. It's doing well across the board. And three, it's doing well during the pandemic. And it's probably going to be even better after the pandemic. Because again, what we talked about at the beginning, like, Natural wine does well because it has great labels and it sells well online, but exactly what Adam good. was talking about where you, and also, of course it tastes good, <laughs> but um, like when it's, when you're back in the restaurant or you're back in a store all, normally, and you're able to say, this is what you should drink. Like it's going to be, all wines will be, I think, selling better than they are right now because it's going to be so much more personal. And that's fourth thing. Like natural wine is truly about community. If you really like nail down what natural wine is, like obviously what people see from the outside, I think is the hypey stuff, but what it truly is at its core is that community because the people that really care about it and that, you know, curate or not curate with cultivate, there you go, this, this community has to be a community. Otherwise people don't like it and they leave. So I mean, it's real we people. It's not like going. machines working on it. You know, it's us uh, behind the scenes. And it's really cool that we can connect this way, one way or another. Yeah. I know this feels like the this is like the closest thing I've had to like a wine dinner with friends in like a year. <laughs> yeah, like a year. So this is nice. <laughs> this was fun. I really enjoyed this. this was yeah, good. this is the first natural wine conversation I have that, that, that I've had that hasn't brought up mouse, which was fun. <laughs> I, oh my gosh, I was about to bring it up like 30 minutes ago and I didn't because I was like- I'm very oh, glad, I'm very glad. <laughs> um, I feel like that's all I'm talking about recently is it is mouse, uh, but uh, yeah, that's I really enjoyed this, it. thank you. So, so I'm sorry, so what is mouse? <laughs> oh, you, you did it, Adam, you did it, Adam, you gotta answer. It's the next one, the next one. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, <laughs> It's proof. It's 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 proof of 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 uh, something. I don't know what. Um, it's not good. We, I don't like it. And whenever I, well, the last thing I'll say on this, whenever I get a bottle of hype juice and it's like a super hyped bottle, and I you know have not tried the producer before, and I get it, and I know that it's going to be a very expensive bottle, and it's like mousy. I just go crazy and I'm just like, ah, this is when like the hype machine is just wrong. And then I just I mean, take that's, off the pipe yeah. I just that's Uka, right? That. All, all those Uka wines. I never had one that wasn't mousy. Um, yeah. 
I, All right. I'm, well, let's end on a non-mousy note. Someone tell me the last interesting thing about Hype Juice, and we'll end on that. Or each of you can have one little comment if you want, whatever you want to say. But not mouse. <laughs> I will probably buy some Hype Juice at some point. How about that? Oh, there you go. All right. Oh, everyone tell me your most hyped producer that you think is totally deserving of the hype that they get. Let's end on something super positive and nice. Um, the first, well, I guess like I can tell you about like the first hashtag or not hashtag, quote unquote, like wine that kind of changed my life. It's Radicon Ribola Jala. Um, oh, yeah. And 2008. And it was, I mean, I, I don't know if it's hypey or not. Like, I don't know how to define it. Like, it's just it's fucking hypey. delicious. And it's beautiful from every angle. So I feel like, you know, every time I come across that wine, I have to buy it. My, my, yeah. my first hype wine was, I don't know if, is a uh, uh, Nicolas Jolie Coulis de Sarant, which was like one of my first hype wines, which is, I don't know if, if uh, uh, all the, the young kids, it was, it, it's, it's um, Shannon. It was super hypey, super hard to get released very sporadically and out of vintage, you know, releasing things, you know, uh, uh, sometimes like releasing like the, the 2008 and then would release like the 2004 and then would release like the 2011 and like just completely wacky and, and, and yeah, you get six bottles of it. And, and of the six bottles, one of them would be consumable because the other five would be completely oxidated and complete garbage. But that one in five or six, you know, would be life changing. Yeah. Next, me. Uh, yeah, well, no. I don't know, hype. Um, I'll just, I'll tell you, uh, Tony Katuri is someone whose wine I've had that, um, that's where I learned that a totally fucked up wine could touch my soul and bring a whole new perspective on the universe, on organics, on like spirituality. Um, yeah, that's it. Nadia? Oh, I wasn't prepared to answer. Um, let me <laughs> think. Oh, this is hard. Um, you know what? I'll say a varietal because before I'll say a varietal, I would say Carignan because before drinking natural wine, I hadn't even heard of Carignan. And now that I drink it, it's such a go-to whether I recommend a more classic style for my parents as gifts or for dinner parties for my boss or something, or if it's something carbonic or blended or something like that, that's going to be a really cool cuvee chilled with barbecue. So that was something that I was like, wow, this really is a different world. And there's different grapes here that I hadn't discovered just within California. What about you, Holly? Oh, mine's a funny story because I, so I, I read this book, the Voodoo Venters, and I am going to become a wine importer because that was what I did first. And I'm sitting in a wine bar in Berlin and someone brings me a bottle of, I can't remember which one it was, but it was one of Toshiba's whites. And I just remember pouring it and being like, 
this one is amazing and life-changing and I'm going to import him because he's undiscovered and amazing. And then like, I just like went like, I was like, oh my gosh, I am so stupid. And I don't know a single thing in the world. And that was like my first foray into natural wine. I was, but it was amazing because that bottle made me like actually start because they don't have, they didn't have natural wine bars where I was in DC at the time. This was before Dio and some of these other places opened. And so being in Berlin gave me that opportunity. And so I would just like literally took their entire wine list and I was like, I'm going to import these guys. And some of them I actually did. Um, but it was just so funny because I just remember thinking, I'm like, oh my gosh, you're such a dumbass, Holly. Like, you're not going to import Tashita. Of course, that was your life changing bottle. And of course, they're already there and like, like rocking everyone's world. So that was, that was mine and totally worth the hype. Cool. Well, I think. Well, thank you guys so much. Yeah, thank you everyone for joining. Thank, thank you. you, thank you, Holly, for having us. Um, and we look forward to your next event. <laughs>